You're listening to the Coach Ella podcast with your host, Phil Trill. First question is probably one that comes from myself is, how are you? How are you, how are you holding up during all this? How, how are you holding up missing football? Yeah, well, look, it's it's uh, it's just mad times. Like, um, it's like something you see in a Hollywood film, really, like, you know, um, so... Uh, it's just been a big change. Like it's uh, for a few weeks, like you're kind of twiddling your thumbs, but now um, just there's a number of different things going on and you're trying to like, you know, get a little bit of structure and things and things like that. So all of a sudden your days are filled and um, my wife is a nurse, so so she's fairly busy. Um, so I'm kind of minding my uh, my daughter full time as well. Like, so I just put her to bed there. I was hoping everyone would go okay to be down here in time. Like, so, um, you know, so it's, look, it's, it's trying times, but um, look, you just make the best of it. Yeah, and, and, and definitely yourself, you seem to be someone that's definitely making the best of it in terms of you're constantly on, uh, if you're not on this webinar, you'd be on a different webinar um, or you'd be read, reading a book. So can you tell us about some of the some of the projects I suppose you've come across over the last uh, month or so? Yeah, look, um, even at the moment now, there's actually a, a webinar on at the moment with Gary Carneen, um that's aimed at, at players 14 to 18. Um, so I, I would have sent that to the parents of all the, the under 17 girls, like, you know, to just look, it's, it's another, just, just another thing, see, see what he has to say, see what he's, he's talking about. Uh, last night it was listening to, to another Galway man, Lee Morgan. Um, uh, he was on the GA, um, kind of learning uh, webinars and so on. Um, I've listened to North American coaches have had some really, really good ones. Um, Gary Carneen, as I said, has been having good ones. There were some really, really good ones there a few weeks ago. She believes all on a female game. Um, just look, to be honest with you, every day something's coming up. Like I seen one there last week, uh, I think it was Foundation Coach Education, and uh, was all on um, a German second division club, like, and, and they're under 19 coach. And to be honest with you, it was probably one of the best webinars I've seen. Um, we also had a, a fellow um, FBI employee the other night, um, Stephen Rice, put on an excellent uh presentation on, on Belgium and their style of play in, in, in their build-up and, and, and scoring. Um, and of course we have our own webinars as well now, the FBI, um, every Saturday. Like so look, it's you know it's 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 great that way. Like, you know, and in fairness it's been brilliant as well that you know people are really open to sharing and, and so on. Like, you know, and that's really, really good as well. Like, you know, so uh, you know it's yeah it's, you can, you can definitely every evening is um is a webinar or two to watch anyway. Yeah, I think the the importance I think of uh, peer collaboration in, in this kind of crisis is kind of helping coaches get through i feel at the moment with um and yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's kind of a funny one i, I it's always something I, you know it's just always been been my philosophy with things like you know sometimes people are kind of like you know i'm you know i have this idea or whatever i'm not sharing or you might ask someone can i see that presentation oh no i'm not going to send that on and, you know it's for, you know, I, I just never ever understood that like i mean no it doesn't matter you can go on now and you google like pep guardiola sessions you get them like, you know, you get club sessions, you get whatever you want. Like, the big difference is actually going and putting them on and so on. And then you have to also relate then and saying, I'm coaching the under 12 girls. Well, then you're not going to be going doing a, a Pep Guardiola session. Like, you know, and, you know, they're all things. Um, but it, it, it's funny, like, you know, a, a number of times you would have gone to, you know, coach education events and maybe traveled outside of Ireland. Like, and, you know, I remember a few, a good few times I've been there in, in Ajax and you could walk in and watch, nearly watch the first team training all the way down, not a problem. Like, but, um, some academies you go in and like you know you, you, you can nearly be escorted out of the place like if you take a wrong turn or whatever like, you know it's it's crazy stuff but look um it's great to see at the moment all the learning and, and um, people sharing it's great to see 
good, good. Um, so uh, we had over 84 questions for you, James. Um, so what I've done is I've tried to uh, kind of narrow them down and I've kind of broken them into four main topics. The first one, I, I suppose, is, is about yourself and your journey as, as a coach and now uh, to an extent as well as a coach educator and an, and an international manager. So can, can you talk us from where you started, when you started, how you started? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, it was it was funny. It probably goes all the way back to, to um, sixth class, would you believe? Um, so in sixth class, I remember uh, <clears throat> the principal having something on his desk one day and it was it was the, the Snickers Six Aside competition. Um, you know, and we, we would play football every minute of the day, like in, in school and whatever. And one of us seen this and said, could we enter? And it was, was, it was kind of two parts. One was an individual thing where you like do keepy uppies and so on. And there was competition for that. And then there was another Six Aside competition. And we got into that and we we uh we actually ended up winning the All-Ireland, like which is the spar five aside now at the moment's great little competition, like um and then like you know, we finished primary school and that was grand, went into to secondary school, and then I think one of my like best friend's brother was on the sixth class team in that school again. And I think we were in maybe we could have been in second year or third year, and we we, we took the K team, done all the training sessions and all that, and, like you know, it was only maybe I'd say 14, 15, maybe. Um, and uh from there, like that's where I got kind of the bug, like, you know. Um, I then would have would have my law club would be two mile boroughs and um, there was a person there that asked me would you like would you like come in and coach a six nine year old so I started up that academy and in fairness two mile boroughs like paid for um, the youth start course uh, and uh, introduction to coaching and so on and like in between that then as well I went and done sports management in UCD um, so you know I, I kind of had an idea in my head now I wanted like I love sport I want to work in sport um, but it's kind of funny I, I went to that and, and was in Dublin and thought it'd be great and all that but like just just felt absolutely like you're an absolute number here like you know and, and I, I remember the first lecture was 300 uh, people out and I just 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 absolutely froze in the place like so I only gave six months there um so then I went to war and started doing business so I, like I have a business degree which obviously nothing got to do with sports but um I, I continued along then and I, I um I started to really get into the coach and I, I was with um couple of South Tipperary, South Tipperary would have been in the league, I would have been in and I would have done a couple of Kenny Cups there, like some really, really good people, John Kremers is there, Ned Green, some really good people, uh, Martin Quinlivan, um, so like they gave me a good idea and with that as well then I, I, I was starting to do summer camps and things like that and we had a development officer in the area called Darren Murray and um, you know I really would have you know learned an awful lot off him and, and he would have helped me an awful lot during that time and I think it was maybe about 2005 then I'd done the B licence and like anyone that's done a B license or any any license course recently, like you know, it's 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 nearly 50-50 between um doing your uh, your assignments and your laptop and all that and, and pitch sessions. So but back then it was all on pitch, like and it was really, really good learning environment then. Like was like even as like this for maybe eight days up in King's Hospital in Dublin. Um, but it gave me a really good idea. I was I was pretty young on the course, but loads of um, League of Ireland players, even international players on it and all that was was, was really good. And then just a couple of lads like myself, like you know, that were just really getting into it. Um, so then I, I, uh, I basically then I said done maybe two, three candy cups, and then in two thousand and eight I got um, I, I eventually I went for four different jobs in the FEI, and four time around I got North Tipperary uh, development officer. So uh, like look, was absolutely ecstatic, like to work full time in football, and um, it's all I kind of really ever wanted, and um, then you know when I started, like it was it was tough at start. It was it was a you know, as ever, when you go into an area, no one really knew me. I was, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have been up around Nina. I wouldn't have been up around North Tipperary really with football. So, you know, you had to kind of set your stall out what you wanted to do and, you know, get back to people, 
really, really hard work, a lot of long days. Like um, back then, you needed eight days really, and more than twenty-four hours. So it was, uh, it was, and then two thousand nine. Then I done the A license, um, and again, really, really good. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. Um, I would have probably come across then probably my main mentor uh, would have been Niall Harrison. Like I, I just, I, you know, anyone here that knows Niall Harrison, absolutely top, top class. Like for me, the best coach I've ever seen. Um, and uh, he would have started then to get me involved. And he, he, I was assisted him with a Hibernia Cup squad, uh, which would have been basically the start of the under 15 year. Um, I would have assisted Conor O'Brien with squads, uh, JJ Glynn, and then I started to take squads myself. Um, so we would have gone to Mayo Cups and, and we had a future squad as well, which was for, for players that were maybe physically not developed yet and so on. And we would have taken that as well. And, and then um, I was lucky enough, I was working with kind of Paul uh, Ozam and uh, he, he asked me to be, um, when he got the job as under 16 manager, he asked me to be his, uh, his um, assistant. Um, so I gave pretty much about maybe two years at that. Um, and then, I last kind of before the under 17 was the under 14 national academy which is basically it's an under 14 international team we would have played Holland that year at the end of the year um, and then look the, the the under 17 job came up Conor, Conor Bell left it and uh, just said yeah I'm going to have a good go at this now and looking enough to get that job like and pretty much brings me up to where I am now like like you know between it all as well like like picky when I was when I was younger and uh I didn't have a wife or a baby. I, I used to do an awful lot of traveling to see things. I would have gone to Holland to do a course that was just out of this world for me. It was, it was absolutely game changer in terms of how, how I would believe the game should be played. Um, and I would have done you know, a lot of traveling around, gone over to conventions in, in, the, in the US and things like that. Like, you know, so very much like every day is a school day, pick up things as you go, looking at other sports and things like that. So that would pretty much bring you up to, to, to present day. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so so much going on there. In in terms of the the course in the Netherlands, would you like? Would you mind sharing a bit more about that? Or yeah, so it, like it was um, it was actually before I came into the FEI. It was in about two thousand and five six. I'd say I think I probably had to be licensed two thousand six. I was, and I was just looking around and so on. And and Darren Murray had done it a couple of years prior to that, and uh, Brian McCarthy had done it as well. Who was working for the FEI at the time? He's now over in Australia. Um. And they said, oh, James, really, really recommend it. So, like, went over for 12 days, basically. Um, it was a severe investment at the time. But, um, like, even before that, I loved Ajax. I loved um, Van Basten. I loved Cruyff. I loved, like, Dutch football, Dutch, Dutch way of playing. Like, so, um, you know, when I got over there, it just absolutely blew my mind. Like, um, you had people like Raymond Verheyen, um, Julian Nonnet. You had Vim Kuhlman, Julian Nonnet, who, who was former tech director of the FEI. Uh, Franz Hook, who was, you know, a very, really good goalkeeping coach. Um, just, just some really, really top people, and uh, like was just there for twelve days, and you know, there's really, really good people on the course as well. Like, um, uh, some have gone on to be good managers as well in their own right, and and uh, former internationals. There was, was two Nigerian internationals that played in the World Cup on it, and you know, so it was, it was just mad, like you know. Um, but like we, we got to travel around and go to like number of clubs in Holland as well, like. And, you know, I, I, I just like for anyone, if you haven't been there, like for football, it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Like, you know, just the culture over there and how they play and how they develop players and so on. So, you know, if you ask me in all the courses I've done, that was by far the best. Like, and it's a pity. I don't think it takes place anymore. It, it went on for years and years, but it, I think I don't think it takes place anymore. But look, there might be something coming up. I know the German, um, the German FA do a, a good course as well, but it only happens every two or three years. Like, you know, but, uh, but I really recommend that, like going, like, you know, because 
to be honest, yeah, when, when I went over, like, I didn't know anyone. I was really out of my comfort zone, like, you know, but by the end of 12 days, it was such an unbelievable experience. Like, so, uh, yeah, it really, really shaped me. And would you see, um, I suppose, the Dutch football, uh, would you see its methodologies kind of creeping into the Irish game over the past few years? Yeah, like, you know, we've, we've had um, Vim Koopmans and Andrew Doctor, like, you know, it's, it's only natural that some bits and pieces are going to, um, without shadow of doubt, like, you know, but, but even before... Um, Vim came in like you know we were we were you know I, I think you know one four three three would be what would go through the ages and all that and like that was in place as was and um, it would be seen probably as, as as the best kind of development formation maybe like you know and, um so so like you know there would have been a lot of things in place but yeah like you know naturally enough when when there's someone coming um and and what they have and they're the the, the technical director you would see that stuff um, creeping in there's no doubt about that. Okay, um, we just I just have a couple of more questions here, just just on yourself, and then we'll get kind of more into your thoughts around the female game, and uh, around academy setup, I suppose. Going going yeah. going further down, um, <clears throat> just in terms of yourself, uh, with with the under seventeen uh, international squad, obviously I I have some insight in, in, into into small little bits into, into the way you work. Um, from from our, my players being involved, you know, um, someone has asked here, would you? What are your key values, I suppose, or, or, or kind of keys? You often see them phrased as kind of non-negotiables, but flipped, you know? So what are kind of be the way that it kind of scaffolds the way you operate, I suppose? Yeah, so like, um, you know, like values would be a massive, massive part. And anyone that knows you well, like, you know, I would put massive emphasis on them. But it, 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 was, it was probably the under-14 academy before that and then, then the under-17 girls. I've actually flipped it in that like they nearly set the values now so the players will set the values they they tell us what you should be for an under 15 sorry an under 17 um international player on the pitch off the pitch all that stuff so and then like i just believe then that like they own it you know so you know rather than kind of a school kind of teacher maybe you know or you know uh, whatever it is whatever you can this is the rules this is what happens here it was it, it was it was you know brought in by them and there'd be a few things obviously we, we bring in ourselves as well like you know um, that would say, you know, I think are just good habits. Like for me, it's it's massive. I, I'm very much about you want them to 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 pick up habits that will help them as people, not just as players. Like, and I think that's really really important. Like, so they go away from you, um, and hopefully they take that away for as long as they live. Plain and simple, like you know. Um, so like you know, we'd have a few little things. Um, I would have sayings. I probably would have like probably one of them is develop the player, develop the person. So players come in, you're developing as players, but you're also developing as people. Um, you want them to be confident. You want them to to interact. You want them to come up and ask questions and so on. Um, as I said, every day is a school day. Um, and what I'm saying, I would have like in that, I don't want a player ever there going, I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on or whatever. If they're not sure, like really want to create an environment that they come up and ask and 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 they um like they go away or or know that no 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 question is stupid. Like you know, and probably a little bit of psychological safety they call it. Like you know, um, so I think that's really really important. Um, the other one I would say is probably uh, I like the, the saying each one teach one right and and that goes like f for everyone all the way through the staff and all that kind of stuff because there would be things that I wouldn't be being um, absolutely great at or, or things I would be brutal at really like and you have other people to help you be it on the staff and then players as well like and like the thing we as coaches have to like always remember is the players give us so much learning as well like you know or so much I've learned so much since, since last July, since I took the under-17 um, women's job, like, you know, and, 
just little scenarios that come up and, and you're going, what would I do here? What would I do there? I'll do that better from now on. Like, I swear to God, in the last, um, in the last nine months, it's been just an unbelievable learning curve that way. Like, you know, so, and then you want the players as well. Like, I really recommend the players to to go and do coaching courses themselves. And, you know, if they can help out another 12 team or whatever it might be, because, like, unbelievable, if you have, like, you know, Sean or Brennan coming in, talking to the under 12 girls in Galway or whatever, like, you know, straight away they look up to that, that, that player. Like, that player has been through it. She's been through the program. Like, you know, so you want them having that confidence. Um, I, I think is a big one as well. Other little things, um, like, you know, I, I would be years ago, I read a book, Legacy by the All Blacks, absolutely blew me away. Like, and, you know, it's something that that uh, that was was always something I kind of had in, in my head, but they really kind of went, yeah, that's sweep the sheds, like, you know, and, and leaving everything as you got it. Like, so, you know, um, and it's, it's it, the thing we always get, like, I remember being over in Belgium at the start of the year, it didn't go so well in terms of results, but remember the, man, the manager of the, the restaurant company says, you know what, you're going to have everyone here fired. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, he says, your girls are always coming up and they're leaving their plates down and they're, they're saying thank you and all that. He says, I've never ever seen that in all. It was a football hotel, like, that's what they're doing. He says, their attitude is just as best as I've ever I've seen. And he met us at the door with even and everything was like, we're best friends, like, at the end of it. Like, and inside that, 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 like, made me feel really, really good, like, you know, because it didn't go away great in terms of results that week, but you're putting the process in place, like, and, I, I, I like you know you, you can talk about winning and winning and this and that but put the process in place and that will look after everyone else so like really the score takes care of itself and um, it's a big one like and you know you could have years and you could have an unbelievable team like and, and, and they could do really well but other years you might have a great team but you might they might be the best team you've ever had because they've reached their potential like you know and that's a, that's a massive one as well and look the crux of it all is, is, is fun right really has to be fun the environment has to be fun like really like you know we like want that humour we want that bit of crack and um, you know, that players, like, you know, feel feel comfortable, staff feel comfortable, um, really, really important. And, um, like, I, I just, you go away for 10 days, like, we're in Lithuania for 10 days, like, if you're not enjoying that as a player or or if you're not, like, fitting in or whatever, it's tough. It's very, very tough. And that's not somewhere you want to be going, like. So, yeah, it's great to be an international, but, like, 10, 12 days away, it's tough going, like. So, that's where we all need to bind together. And, like, really, that's a football family, like, you know. So, you know, there's just friendship, there's love, everything in there like that, that we want everyone to feel that, like, you know, um, when they're in with us. And I, I, and that that goes as well, like, um, you know, you always can only pick 20 players, but like, you know, for me, there's there's probably 40 players out there that are under 17 this year, like, and, and um, you know, I'm, I'm anytime, I, I keep saying to parents, anytime you need any advice around, just pick up the phone, like, really, really important, like, you know, um, so... Yeah, they'd, they'd be they'd be probably the values I'd, I'd, I'd set, like, you know, so it would be something I'd be big on, like, you know. Okay, it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, it's good to hear a lot of the values um, that we operate as well in terms of Galway is quite similar, you know. So yeah. we're obviously help, helping that push forward. Um, just on um, player player selection is a question that's asked here. Um, they're they're just looking for someone's asked here. What are the technical and tactical qualities of player selection? Do you fit them to? Do you pick players to fit a system? Or do you pick the system to fit the players? So would you adapt, let's say, a four-three-three, if you had an, an except two exception strikers, for example? Yeah, yeah. So like, like firstly, probably the first thing, like what we look for in players, look, technique is, is massive. It has to be, you know, you have to be technically good to play at that level and um, playing simple. So, so um, you know, right foot, left foot, all that them things, and 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 kind of comes around as well. Maybe a while I'll go into like as well, like good players playing at any position, like you know. So like, and we see as well now, obviously. Goalkeepers need to be technically good as well. So, you know, technique is massive. Then you're looking at, at, at speed. Both physical speed, I think, is really, really important. But also speed of thought, your insight, 
massive, absolutely massive. And that obviously will help as well with your technique as well, like, you know, because like you can have really, really good technique and all that, but when it becomes automatic, like you get, in, get on a bike and you cycle or you get into a car, like when your technique becomes that, it just, just happens, then your insight get better as well because you have more time. You think about, you know, Zavi's, Paul Scholes, them players, no problem with things like that. Like, um, uh, fitness is a massive one, right? And and it probably was one of the things that 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 uh, that I have to say, maybe coming from the the the, the boys side in, into the the girl, girls um, international game. Like sometimes players are really really good, but but fitness to actually last like ninety minutes playing at international standard, like um, you know, is really really important. So like that is something. Um, that I, that I, you know, you have to be looking for, and so on. Um, other things like, look, your personality. Are you a team player? Or are you someone that, like, you know, if if uh, something doesn't go right for you in the game, that it's it's all about you, and you're looking out with your man or dad, and it's, you know, and or you're you're blaming the coach, or you're blaming the weather, or the referee, or whatever. That doesn't that doesn't exist. Like, you know, that's that's nearly number one. Like, you know, um, so it's like you know, they'd be pretty much, you know, again, a big one to 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 think about as well is development stage. And so, you know, we've had players this year like that, that, like I think are really, really good players, but like they mightn't be ready to play international football yet. But it's key like that you don't say, right, good luck and no feedback and blah, blah and so on. But like they might be ready and, and they might be the best players in, in, in three or four years time. Like so, um, so that's important. And it's important as well, like some people go on like about, you know, especially when, when Spain done really well, like and, and, and when the Euros and the World Cup, everyone's going like, you know, small players and blah, blah. But there's no point in putting a small player into an environment where they're completely like you know going to be blown out of it like that's not going to do them any good at all um so so you have to be careful on them things as well like you know um but on the flip side if you're strong and you're quick and all that kind of stuff if you don't work on your technical game you you'd be passed out as well like you know um so i think that that's that's really really important as well obviously positional game awareness and all that but moving on to your second point um you know this year in particular like um, you even look at one of your players like Kate Levin, like one of the best midfielders in the country at under 17 level. She played right back for us. Like we had, you know, we, we could have, like even our, our captain um, played centre back, like, and she'd be, you know, probably probably a midfielder, like, you know, so it's, we had, we had, we could have 15 central midfielders, like, you know, and so, so yeah, like, you know, and look, we, we have a, we have a formation that we play one four three three, and, you know, that is, is, is set in stone in terms of, there can be a little bit of adapting, uh, depending on on who you're playing and and so on, but that that would be set in stone. But like for me, you pick you pick the best players. Like you know, um, so I wouldn't be saying to a player, "Oh, sorry, we don't have room for you because we've got so many midfielders or whatever." Like you know, and but that's where you know coming back, like and probably not as much now. Like you know, I I, I see the girls coming in, they say, "James, you know, wherever you want me to play, I'll play." Like but you get some probably more in the boys' game coming in and say, "I play cam." Right, and I'm there looking at them going, "You're playing cam, like you're playing too much PlayStation." Is what you're doing, like you know, um, you know, so so like, there are the things that you will see with players as well, like that to say, "Oh, you play in one position," like you know, that could be the difference. You think about it. You have a player here, and you're going, "Right, we're, we're picking a squad, right? We two players here. Who are we going to pick?" Like, and go, "Well, she can play, boom, 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 right, lovely." And this player doesn't really fancy playing there, you know. But well, then, who are you going to pick? Like, you know, so I think that's very, very important, even for us all as coaches as well. Like, you know, a player comes in. Um, you know they're they're tall or whatever. Or you're going centre back and like they're eight and they're centre back all their life. Like you know you, you see scenarios like that still. Like so, I, I I just think um you know you need to develop the overall player as well. Like you know so that's that's obviously important. Yeah, uh, very prominent in the female game anyway. Centre back syndrome 
Um, I think we had six centre-backs the very first year we entered the National League, you know, and, and, and trying to mould them, I suppose, as you said, a good player would play anywhere. Um, so, so getting around to that is, is what I suppose you have to do. Um, just when you, you spoke about um, your girls and you're encouraging the under-17 girls to go coaching in their local clubs. A question here is asked, what advice would you give to anyone coaching within the female game? Specifically, is there any insights you'd have in, into coaching into the female game? Let's say, like, I, I, one, the one thing, the one thing I would say, like, particularly if you're involved in clubs and all that, like, the girls need to be coming in earlier. They need to be coming in earlier. Like, you know, I, I still see a scenario where you know the first kind of maybe it could be structured, but it could even be an academy kind of setup. Like, you know, is 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 still like this kind of like maybe ten plus, right? Mm-hmm. Like our captain, or sorry, this year. When we, uh, I asked all the players at one stage, like, you know, when did you actually start playing football? Like, and like, I'd say ninety percent of them were were ten plus. Um, so like, you know, I thought, whoa, like, you know, like, you know, the captain I said was, I think she was thirteen or something when she started to play. Like, you know, I'm like, well, you know, if you had the six years that you would normally like would say associate with with boys' game, um, how how much better would they be? Like, you know, um, so like, you know, that that's definitely for me, like. Uh, the other biggest thing, like, you know, particularly on, on grassroots is, like, you know, the drop-off that we're seeing, like, so you see the scenario where you've, like, you know, really, really good up to maybe 16, next thing you see the drop-off, like, and look, it could be for a number of reasons. One of them is, is sometimes they say is, is study and all that, which I just find absolute madness, like, you know, like, we all know, like, you know, if I'm in front of this laptop all day, like, and and, and we see it at the moment, the leave surf and it's tougher and all that, but, but like if you're in front of the laptop all day and, and then you're in tomorrow in front of the laptop and, and, and your man was saying you can't play sports for this year because you're going to concentrate on your leaving circuit. I mean, not good. Like, get out, have a run. You come back, you feel way better. Like, you know, um, plain simple. Like, so, so that, that side of it is massive as well. So you'd love to see more, like, you know, girls, like, going into the women's game. You know, be it, like, you know, whatever level. Like, you know, I, I just see a big um, big drop-off in that. Like, but, like, you know, if there's if there's any, like, coaches here that are coaching, um in the boys game like I'm telling you here and now like going coach girls like it's, it's just unbelievable like um, nearly everyone I've seen like you know do board or, or maybe transition over to the, to the girls game have, have always come back and said it's just unbelievable like you know and, and a lot of people even in, in the NTSFL who would have been involved in boys football went to girls and now all they do is girls like you know just, just think it's really really great and really warm and great to see them progressing like you know yeah, um, I definitely second that myself. Um, so it's, it's it's a fantastic game to be involved in, and it's a definitely a growing game in Ireland. You know, mm-hmm. the support that um, both the national teams, right down to the under fifteen national team, you know, and the senior national team are getting now is it's fantastic, and and the national league, I suppose, both at seventeen and, and, and seniors really helps it. Really, really helps it. Um, just when you spoke about uh, people involved in the male game, I suppose, uh, crossing into the female game. Just about females crossing into the male game, with girls playing with boys. In terms of, would you have any recommendations or thoughts on, on that? Girls playing with boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, uh, look, plain simple. If 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 like you know, if there's a, co- uh, a coach here and said to me, you know, James, I've I've a really really good girl. Um, she's doing really well. She's playing maybe under seventeen national league with us. Um, you know, you know, what, what can she do really to get into the next level or whatever? I'd be saying you need to be training with boys as well. Um, and it, again, it's it's very very important. Like so, she turn around and say, "Oh, that's brilliant, Jeff. She's training with the under 17s in the club or whatever." And you go, "No, like because like it'll just be you know it, again she get blown out of it there, depending on the on obviously the level." But but like go down go down a couple of years or whatever it is, train with the boys. Um, you know if you're doing two nights a week, you know 
add that in as a third night, like because you know that that's always the case. Like you know, can I get can I get a little bit more? Can I get a little bit more exposure? Can I can I be be um you know put in situations where I'm under pressure, taking out your comfort zone, all them things like you know. So um like like I would definitely recommend it. Um again, we have to watch though as well that you don't the the loading doesn't become too much like. Um, but we finished in Lithuania, um in the first phase, which was October. Obviously, we were a couple of weeks later. The season was finished. Um, and even at that, like, you know, obviously the Galway girls were in the final, like, with, with yourself, like, but some of the teams were finished even before we went, like, so, like, from there all the way till, till March, like, they, they wouldn't have played in any competitive, like, you know, so, but I was there going, oh, they're not going to be fit and all that kind of stuff, but actually it was, it was the other side, I had more actually problem with um, girls doing too much, right, and girls, like, maybe, you know, playing a school match on a Monday, training Monday night, Tuesday they're training with their club, Wednesday they're playing another school match, all that kind of stuff, like, and, you know, we all know in, in the girls' game, that's just screaming out an ACL, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's probably where, you know, I, I suppose the education really needs to come in in that, you know, that people start to understand, like, yes, by all means, even, like, playing other sports, no problem, but how much are you doing? Are you recovering? Um, you know, what's the intensity like? Uh, and, and then, like, if you come and you have, like, a really, really good girl, like, and she's into other, all different sports, like, every coach wants her for every minute of the game, like, you know, and, and you know, we have to just watch because like how many ACLs do we see and you know it's 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 18 months and probably never never back well potentially not back to your Rihanna Jarrett might say different now she she's come back better probably but um you know it, it's it's just a little bit of madness like you know and um, but that, that would be for me one of the, the hardest challenges is to, to really get that across like that you need to now be looking at your week and what you're doing and and like look planning periodization is a fancy word for wherever you want like but it's just so important like you know yeah, I think I think it's a part as coaches we can take to individually plan with the athletes. So to, to gain insight if they are, let's say if, if you're coaching at, at school girl level or school boy level, if they are playing multi sport or they're multi sport athletes, find out how many sports they're playing, you know. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like even simple thing of just doing a diary, like you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 bring in like and like it comes back again, like you know, you know, she might or you know he or whatever might, might want to play a range of different sports and it might be very very good and might decide oh i'm going to go with this sport or whatever but um all you can do is light the fire and all that but as well you just need to be that mindful coach that if they have done an awful lot that you might say do you know what tonight just do the little warm-up whatever it might be it's for your own good like you know and you know we know the winners the probably the girls that that really get to that level like are ones that want to train every minute and want to do everything but they have to start understanding now as well like that they just have to be careful really really important um, you know, so and 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 the gas thing as well, like is like we're seeing ACLs like uh like number of really good girls in this country at the moment under f- fifteen, under fourteen, under sixteen, like are out with ACLs. So it's not something that you'd say is a you know an older injury. It's it's becoming younger and younger, like you know. Um, so just just something to to bear in mind. Okay, um, so what we'll do now is we'll move on to just kind of academy-based uh, questions. Yeah. They're not specifically related to girls here, no, James. But um, so, a question here is: How much uh, would you emphasise, I suppose, teaching kids at under 12, 13, 14 age group uh, the tactical aspect of their game? Yeah, well, like, that's 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 a really interesting one. Um, I think you you kind of have to see what the what probably the level is at and, and what their hunger is and so on. Like, I mean, you, you could see some 12 and 13 and, and some of them could be better than nearly you at times. They give you better answers and, and, and be very proficient probably on a tactic sport and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, as long as you're not going over the top, right? But, but definitely you need to be getting into that now, playing units, playing as a back four, back three, wherever you're playing, 
and that they're starting to get an understanding of what's what's their role and responsibility in that position, but also like you know individually, but also now as a unit, and then getting towards the team game as well, like you know, um, and like you know, for me that even can go back down through the ages as well, like you know, without getting OTT, like you know, but but like you know, some players absolutely love that, like you know. And they absolutely love it, like, and just creating that environment, that it's learning environment, all that. Like, there's too much stuff that I see of, you know, you go to a session and the ball is just thrown in, it's just playing, it's like, coaches leaning up against the fence, like having a chat with parents or something, like, you know, that's, you know, you know, can we can we introduce and like everything we do and and and, and like you know, there's not a scenario where you say right, we're doing tactical. That means we're there on a Tuesday in November, um, you know, really bad conditions and all that, and they're stopping and listening to the coach talk. That that's that's. You know, we all know as well that's not the way to do it either. But um, like you know, if I was looking after a team, an under twelve team, I, I would say to them, if um, training's on at like seven o'clock, come in at like twenty to seven or whatever, could be in a dressing room, we go through a few little things, then we're onto the pitch, and then it's like boom, boom, boom. What I do again, water break, come in, have your little chat. I do an awful lot of um what I call a human tactic sport, um, which would be the, the team would be lined out in whatever way they're playing or whatever, and then you 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 walk through and you talk through things through them in that little shape, like um literally. Just, just, just nice and simple. I just find it more nearly engaging sometimes than even a tactic sport, um, because you can paint the pictures and it's just a small area and you have them lined out in their back four and three, whatever it is. Um, I just, I just find that really, really good, really engaging. Like you know, um, but like ball is moving. If you, you think about your session, I remember seeing this years ago, and like at the time I was kind of thinking seventy percent, but seventy percent of the time have the ball rolling, right? And you go, what are you doing for the other thirty? But I guarantee you, if you win for an hour in Astro and, and you put on the watch and, and, and turn off the watch when, when you're when you're doing something else and, and the ball isn't rolling, your 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 hour would become could become thirty five minutes very very quickly very quickly. Um, so I think that's really really important as well. Like, but I, I see nothing wrong with it. But again, it comes to the the level and the context and so on that you're dealing with. Like you know. Yeah, it reminds me. I just read a study this week. Um, it was actually just released in April, and I found that in, in the top four or five youth leagues in Europe, twenty uh, percent of the training sessions, the players are not active, mm-hmm. so their break was twenty percent of their session. Um, mm-hmm. Forgive me, you know, I don't have to name it directly off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. that was the finding. And if you include then, I suppose, stops, what we'd call stops, I suppose, or or, or coaching or mm-hmm. transitioned from one game to another, twenty yeah, percent yeah, yeah. yeah. would be doing very well you know but like like a simple little thing even like you know we're all dealing with grass or grass in, in a lot of grassroots clubs and you have your ass turf and it's like 60 by 40 or it could be smaller or whatever and you're on at seven someone on from six like so you get there at seven you're ready to go but like there's you know there, there, there's someone on there they're five minutes before they come off and so on then you go in and coach is setting up and whatever and you know, just get, get things moving straight away like coach here coach there everything is rock and roll and, and, and you're ready to go like you know so always use your your time is as best as possible. Like, um, just, just you know, look, we always give out about maybe we don't have enough contact time, but we just maybe sometimes need to, to really make sure we're maximizing it as best as possible. Like, you know, brilliant, brilliant, yeah, definitely, definitely. I suppose, again, then really utilizing your assistance as well. I suppose that yeah, are, yeah. are there to help you set up, you know, maximize the, 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 the sessions as best you can. Um, so, uh, just some, some little questions here about, um, Game model. So, in, in in terms of, I know you kind of touched over it there. Uh, in terms of training principles. So, in, in in principles, could you could you how would you have any principles? I suppose or um kind of main sounds that kind of scaffold. I suppose what way your your team plays. So we've we've gone through system, but in terms of style, what principles really influence your style of play? 
Look, like, you know, look, um, I'm, I'm big on, probably one of the biggest things I would be big on is, is um, switches of play. Um, you know, so, so like to go from one area to the other very, very quickly. Um, and like setting up scenarios as well where, you know, and, and this goes back to your sessions as well. Like, cause like, you know, you go in and say, I'm going, this is my session, this is what I'm going to do, this is how I'm going to do it. But like, what's missing is the why. Right, like why are you doing it? And then, like, so you often see scenarios where you go in, it's a possession session, but like it's just going around in circles or whatever. Like, you know, there's not maybe a destination or whatever it is, or like even a simple thing where you have a 4v2, but like players like get them to play in, in nearly like they are playing in the game, if you know what I mean. So, like, everything has to go back, everything has to translate back to the your training has to be what you do and want to do in the game. Like, too often you see that where you do this training session, it's grand, nice, intense session, but it doesn't really translate to what happens on, on a Saturday or whatever. So like, like, you know, simple little things like that, like in the games you're looking to play, like always, like I always would say, you have to start with a why. So why are we doing this? And this even goes back to the whole values and all that kind of stuff as well. Oh, we start with a why. And uh, why are we doing this? Why do we want to be an international player? Why do we want, what do we want to do this year? Is, is, and then how you're going to do it is all things that you'll put in place. But, but like the why and the higher purpose is very, very important. And it's definitely something that I've evolved in the last few years in terms of training sessions and that is, is, is them being more effective and very much translating to the game. Um, you know, so like you know, if, if I'm saying right, a very, very important part of our game is is maybe going from one side of the pitch to the other as quickly as possible and, and so on. Um, well then then you have to come to see a training session, you have to see that. Like you have to see that, like you have to see them things happening and being repeated and so on, that they, they can bring it to the game and, and improve it and so on. Um it'd be very very much about like you know, uh like you know, combination play as well, moving the ball quick because you know, it doesn't matter what standard team you're playing against. If if you can move that ball quick, like or or playing one touch at times, like no team can live with you. You know, it doesn't matter. Like the ball ball moves quicker than any other player. Like you know, so um, little things like that are, are very very important for, for me as well. I, again, you want the players as well. Um, they, you don't want a scenario where you're playing a game and like they look out at you to see what's going on. Um, or what should we do or what's going you know you want them to to own it on the pitch as well to make decisions to see where things are there's an issue like you know like we, we'd obviously try to play out from the back where and, and and possible but like this year we scored an unbelievable goal from basically a transition ball came in keeper caught it she ran straight out to the edge of her box kicked it long right over their defense or striker ran in and scored a goal right and absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant like you know um but you know there could be other people out there going oh, long ball you know blah blah you you have to adapt to to what you see sometimes we play against teams and, and they really try and press you but they're back forward press you as well well then just think it over the top like and and you're looking then for your speed like you know um but but it definitely wit is a big one like and wingers as well um really stretching it and the gas thing is you know and, and like for me ronaldo is a massive one on this like because he probably most of his career is played as a winger but with ronaldo he was was staying wide for that that move inside like you know um, and then he move in. When he moved inside and that ball is delivered, he's going towards goal. So now he's not getting down the line to get across in. He's going 45 degrees to goal. Like, um, so it'd be a big thing to saying to them as well. Like, you know, you pull out that full back from the centre back and then you're gone 45 degrees. And if that ball is played through, you're scoring a goal now. You're not like getting across or whatever it might be. Um, you know, so, so that's that's really, really important as well. Like, you know, so uh, you know, what what we've done this year as well is Every time players are in, like we have a little football language, like so it's just a little circle in the middle of football language, and then they just keep putting up things um that they've learned and so on. And like, you know, a lot of things just, just keep popping up. The first camp are in a few little things, and by the end of it now, it's just an unbelievable amount of stuff is up there, like you know, um and like you know, simple little things as well, like like 
like language, like up, back, through. I'd be big on that. Like, so you just play the ball up, you play it back, and then you play it through, like, you know, and simple language, like, you know, and play with the face. I remember years ago, um, we were lucky enough, we had a connection, um, and we were, we were in Barcelona, we were able to get into the academy, like, and um, Albert Kaplas was, was a name. He's, he, he's gone on to a few different places. He's at, in, with Denmark under 21s now or something, but he was the academy director at the time, like, and he said, like, you know, play with the face. We're like, you know, and he said, and we're saying, you should play with the face, you play with the face, play what you can see. Like, and then he says, yeah, but the big thing as well is you play with the face, but then you look at the Spanish players or you look at Barcelona players, their, their space and their face is massive because of their angles and so on. Um, you know, and it, like I remember Casman, he was there, like, and I remember him saying to us then, um, you know, like, and we were asking, like, you know, or we're just chatting away, and he was like saying, this is going to be next to Zabi, and just unbelievable environment to be in, like, and then he says, uh, do you want to know the secret? Like, and not messing, it was, we were all like, there was four or five pitches going on. There was three or four of us there. We're all off looking at different pitches. Everyone zoomed in like, you know, and he goes, get the best players. <laughs> I was like, do you know, it's, it's simple. But, but what he means there now is like, you know, going back along and, and they're, they're obviously, they're scouting neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. But, and then, then he, f- he finished up by saying, um, our house is your house. You can come anytime you want. Sure, I was just like, it was unbelievable. But uh, I think he was gone about three months later. He went on somewhere else, but. Um, but you know, just just them environments to see, like, but really interesting that one play with the face, like, you know. But when he actually went through it, then he says, like, look at the face that Barcelona players have, like, they can see nearly the whole pitch, like, um, you know. So so you know, really, some really really good stuff, like, um. So yeah, that's, that's some of the ideas, I suppose. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, just we're we're getting into the recommendations, I suppose, and 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 just from yourself, um. Is there any books or podcasts some people are wondering that you'd recommend kind of keeping tabs on or, or it's really Yeah, look, um books, um look, I, 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 I over the years some people John Wooden. Um John Wooden, like basketball coach back in UCLA back in the seventies, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like he has a book. Um and and even just beside me here he's just saying like uh, it's kind of just says with me, success is a peace of mind, which is direct result of the self-satisfaction in knowing you made the best effort to become the best of which you are capable. That's just right beside me. Like, I just, I just find him just unbelievable. And like, he was just so way ahead, like in that his whole ideas of, of the whole human qualities and all that kind of things. Like, you know, and like, you know, you see years later, like, you know, players just constantly saying the influence he's been and all that like you know I mean geez if in 20 years time you meet a player and they, they say something like that that's what coaching is about playing simple like um you know if you, if you can have a little few influences on them. so John Wooden um who else uh I said already about the legacy book the All Blacks book unbelievable just about their whole culture and how they do things just you know mind-blowing again you can see the trend here I'm going about other different sports um books uh, like Pacino's book unbelievable um, I, I, when I actually got it, he got sacked a couple of weeks later. But he, he, he's just unbelievable. I really like him. Price book is excellent. Dennis Burkham's book, Stillness, um, Stillness or Speed, unbelievable. Uh, Anderson Yesta's book, uh, Pirlo's book, all absolutely brilliant from players' point of view. Coaches, um, Bielsa's book. It's actually really hard to get. Jed Davis had it in the shadows of Marcelo Bielsa. It's actually it's going for about hundred euro on on, on um, eBay at home. I think. But, uh, but really, really good book as well in, in terms of Bielsa. Guardiola books as well. Really, really like them as well, um, giving insights into him. Um, really good one as well. Like, you know, people particularly if they're starting to go on to B license and A license and you're starting to get the whole periodization and you might get thrown Raymond Vahane's book and it's like not bedtime reading. It's, it's fairly head-wrecking. 
the, the thing I would say is read How Simple Can It Be? It's basically an autobiography of his. Now, some people think he's great and some people absolutely hate him, like, you know, but, like, you know, I have to say, anytime I've seen him, he's just been unbelievable, like, you know, and, and it's a really, really good book, like, so, um, really recommend that. Podcast, like, look, there's this podcast coming out every day of the week. Um, Shane Keegan's doing a really good one at the moment, How to Win at Donald's. Um, it's basically all different, uh, Stuart Lancaster was on this week. Um, Gary Keegan was on before. Um, so all different coaches and so on. Um, there's a really good one as well. It's the Flying Coach with Steve Kerr and um, Pete Carroll. Um, so really, really good one on that. John O'Sullivan has um, The Way of Champions, really, really good podcast. Um, Gary Carneen, Modern Soccer Coach, really good podcast as well. Um, Tony Robbins, right? If you haven't heard about um, John Wooden before, uh, Tony Robbins is like, he's kind of like, you know, leadership and all that kind of stuff, but like scroll back through and all that and come to the John Wooden ones. Um, there's two of them, there's two parts. That, like, if you haven't heard about John Wooden before, just, just listen to that. And unbelievable. Um, it's an interview with him, like, back in, you know, I think, I think he lived to be 99, like, so I think he was in his 90s at the time. But, like, there was a story there I just, I just heard um, recently, like, of it was one of these um, coaching conventions. And, like, you know, it'd be something that, that I'd really be, you know, hoping I would be if I lived to 80 or whatever as well, like, every day as a school day. But, um, so they're there anyway, and this coach is there. It was John O'Sullivan, I think, because someone said it on his show. But they're a young coach and they're inside and they're with their notepad and really enthusiastic and, and so on. And um, uh, actually, sorry to say, he was actually at the back of the room. It was John O'Sullivan himself. He was at the back of the room thinking, oh, I know everything about coaching, whatever. Here he sees John Wooden. He was, he was second from the front, right? And uh, during it, he sees him tapping someone on the shoulder and saying, well, could, uh, couldn't borrow some of your notepad? Like, and here's John Wooden. And he was in his 90s and he was taking down something from someone, you know, probably... You know, that hasn't won probably half the things that he's won even. Um, you know, just unbelievable. Like, what, what a mindset. Like, so I, I really recommend everything about him. Uh, any book at all. Like, just really, really good. Like, you know. Um, and he's, he's a little pyramid of success as well. Uh, really, really good thing to kind of live by. Like, you know. Um, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much podcasts and, and books and that. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and from, from my own perspective there, you just mentioned mindset. I know we've spoken previously after I heard about uh, Dwex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol Dweck's approach to education, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, was actually lucky enough to, to, to see her. I was over at um, the English FA conference, and she spoke at it like you know. And she looks like her granny, like you know. Um, but like wow, it was just 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 unbelievable. Like you know, just the things, the whole growth versus fixed mindset and all that kind of stuff, and like that helped me as well. I, was, I definitely say I was a bit of a fixed mindset from even playing, and you know, probably when you start coaching first, you think like you know you're going to be a, you know, coaching the Premier League, like, you know, and then you start to realise there's a lot more to this game, like, um, but yeah, yeah, really, really good book as well. Really, really good book. Brilliant, 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 yeah. Um, James, I, I think we've kind of covered everything and anything there. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on, you know, and, and taking the time uh, out of what's a hectic time for everybody to, to come on and, and share some of your thoughts and some of your views um, for, for me myself uh, there's a lot to look back on and reflect on um, and even in terms of literature and podcasts you know there's, there's a lot of research I have to do now based on uh, recommendations from yourself you know so f for me alone um, it's, it's been a pleasure um, we've hopefully answered the majority of people's questions again there was 84 85 questions and I tried to filter through them to try and make this flow as best we can um, so again thanks a million for everything um, 
we're gonna we're gonna finish up now, and uh, ho- hopefully we'll we'll see you on the other side. I suppose of this uh, this great yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, everyone keeps right, mid season break. I suppose is that what we call it? Another thing as well, like look, obviously if if someone like you know has a question or look, even if they want anything in terms of um uh you know any ideas or whatever, like my my, my email address is james dot scott at fei dot e. So just give me a give me a, an email or whatever, no problem. Like we're happy to help. Perfect, perfect. We just got a chat in there. A uh, couple of lads just saying thank you to the 99 workshop with you in Abbottstown. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's great to see that, uh, yeah, it's great to see that these people have jumped on. But uh, listen, James, we'll let you go. We'll let you get back. Thanks a million for everything. And we'll no see you soon. All right, take care. Thanks, Thanks James. You're listening to the Coach Ella podcast. With your host, Phil Trill.